So I think the number one thing is awareness. When you have awareness of how your energy works, you then aren't trying to like change yourself to fit a certain mold. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Small Minded Podcast. As you guys know, I'm a bit woo, like woo woo, give me all the angel numbers, the signs, leaning into some astrological things about myself so that I can understand who I am, what I do, and most importantly, how can I show up as my best, most impactful self for my family, my team, my clients, and others. And earlier this year, I had heard about this concept called human design. I was, before this, someone who was a big believer in the Enneagram. I still do believe in the Enneagram, which is where you can get like a personality profile based on a number between one and nine. And then it indicates like who you are, how you show up, what are some hallmarks of the kind of person that you are. But then I found out about this human design chart, took the human design And I kid you not, I have learned so much more about why things in my life have happened the way they did because I understand my human design. And as you'll hear in today's episode with human design expert Kristen Kilberg, there are so many layers to human design. But if you're someone who is just getting started, in today's episode, we dig into the types of human design and what it means to have that type. How can you best show up? What are the things that you'll do if you're acting in your highest self versus your lower self? And we dig into how parents can be impacted by this, how business owners can be impacted, how people who are part of larger teams can show up better for themselves and others. And I just loved the whole interview. So as Kristen and I share throughout the episode, you may want to consult jovianarchive.com before we get started. And then that way you can get your unique human design chart. You'll need a few things before you get started, like your name, uh, the date of your birth, the time of your birth, and the location of your birth. And when you factor all of these into your chart, it'll give you a page that has a body graph and some words on it that may not make sense from the outset. But as we go through the episode, we'll start to unpack what your unique human design is. And at the end, Kristen will share with you how you can get a one-on-one reading if you want to dig in a little bit more. So I'm super pumped after having this conversation with Kristen. I think you are going to love it. It is woo. It is scientific too. I didn't mean to rhyme that. But anyway, without further ado, another rhyme. Here we go with Kristen Kilberg, all about human design. I am pumped to welcome Kristen Kilberg to the podcast. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. 
everybody listening right now, you are in for a treat of an episode. Kristen and I have worked together a couple of times now. She was a guest presenter in my business school program in June, and I loved her so much that then I went on to have um, an individual reading with her, and we unpacked so many things about the personal side of Molly Knuth that just hit the nail right on the head. And I am so excited to bring her in here to give us just a little taste about her specialty of human design. So those of you who are listening can learn more about yourselves and then in particular, like how that might apply to you if you are a business owner. Kristen, are you ready to get started? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Why? Oh, I'm so pumped. Can you please just start? Why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're at, and all those good things. So like Molly said, my name is Kristen Kilberg. I am currently living in the tiny little town of Blamont, Iowa, just kind of south of Dubuque or really close to Bellevue. Um, I actually grew up in Cascade, just like Molly did, and she currently lives. So a small town has kind of been the majority of my life. Um, obviously I'm a human design guide. It is my passion. I love it so much. I'm also a yoga instructor. Um, what else do you want to know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why don't we just get digging in then about how you came across human design? What was it that led you to this line of work, this line of energetics and what about it kind of spoke to you so much that you chose to take this on as a career path? So I was in, I'm still in a Facebook group for another kind of like more spiritual world place. And someone brought up a connection between like a theme that we were talking about in that Facebook group and like human design. And everybody was then posting their human design chart on this comment and talking about how it relate or whatever to the topic at hand. And I was like, human design, what is that? And so I went on, plugged in my birth information, got my chart. And I was like, okay, my chart looks super different than everybody else's. So I copy and pasted it, put it in this Facebook group. And I was like, why is mine all white? And everybody else has colors and everyone kind of freaked out. And they're like, oh my God, you're a reflector. That's so rare, blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, okay. So was I I drawn to this because like I'm one of the more rare types and so whatever, I really wanted to check it out. But the more I got into it, kind of like you said, it was just like the personal side of me that I feel like I'm the only one that knows this. It was just hitting the nail on the head exactly who I am. And it was kind of giving me language to validate how I've always felt. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with you. This is just how your energy works. And so the more I studied it and learned about it, the more I was like, this is super powerful and everybody needs to know this about themselves. And so like it needs to be shared and I want to share it. So that's kind of how I got into it. And I think this is such a fun story to bring up too. I was involved in a mastermind late 2021, early 2022. And inside the mastermind, we had a training and I didn't even watch the training the day it was provided. It was a few weeks later. And I was doing dishes and listening to this training, and it was about human design. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. And I think I posted about it in Instagram stories. And then you messaged me that day. You're like, oh my gosh, I am in this program. I'm doing my human design certification. 
I think you asked like, what does your chart say? And then we kind of dug in. You're like, if I had to guess, I would have guessed you were a manifester. And then I was like, this is so cool. Like, how would I have even known that you were doing this, A? And then B, it's just a demonstration of what happens when manifestors tune into what they're supposed to do. So I'm so excited to dig further into this, but I felt like that was a story I had to share to kind of set the stage about why it's important to know your human design. Yes. It was such a like an ironic story. I think you had posted like a question that was like, celebrate your wins for this month or whatever. It's like, I actually launched my business. And yeah, that's how it went. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was just very ironic and almost, almost like fate. And yeah, it was really cool. So before we dig in too much to like what human design is and the different types what has human design revealed to you about yourself? Is there anything that learning and digging in a little deeper into what human design is all about? Is there anything that showed you something you were surprised about, about yourself? Not necessarily that I was surprised about, about myself, but more of like, this is how you've always felt, but you've always thought you've had to change it because it's different than other people. And so that was kind of like the key or the ticket for me. It's like, this is not only giving me language behind why I'm different than other people, but it's helping me realize that how I'm different is actually my gifts. And I'm supposed to be helping the world by using these gifts that are different than other people. I think that's so powerful because especially when we talk about being from small towns, a lot of times when we feel like we are that different person for whatever reason, it can feel really isolating because we're not from a place that has huge populations where you have access to people who are like you. In small towns, you know, we might really feel like we are alone and the only person who has these gifts or eccentricities. But I love that you brought up the fact that human design didn't necessarily surprise you, but it gave you that language and it gave you that trust in yourself. And I would agree, as we were going through my reading, It was more just like, that's why this continues to be a pattern in my life. That's why this kind of thing seems to come easily. And this other thing seems very difficult all the time. And I think it's so powerful to just know that about yourself. So you know where to lean in and where to get support to. And this will likely come up more later when we're talking, but Everything in your chart, whether you have it defined, which is colored in or undefined, which is white, everything in your human design chart has the ability to have a high expression of like, this is your gift and you're using it beautifully to support the world and yourself. Or it has this low expression of like, okay, things aren't going right here. I'm not using this gift appropriately. Like, what can I tweak? What can I do differently to kind of transcend or transform to get into that highest expression? Okay. So, but we need to just dig into this. I'm sure the (laughs) listeners are like, okay, the anticipation's killing me. So Kristen, can you please walk us through a human design chart? Where do they go to get one? And then once they go to this place, enter their information and see their chart, let's go into what are the different types since that'll be one of the first things that they see in their chart. So there's a lot of layers to your human design chart. And when you come to human design, when you find human design as an adult, 
you've been living this life where you've been conditioned by the society or the community that you live in. You've been conditioned by your family members, your closest friends. So when you find human design, it's really important that you start with like the big items, the main items that you can really find the most information about, which is your type and strategy and your authority. And so because of this, I always like to tell people to use the jovianarchive.com to go to to plug in their information and get their chart because it just gives you the basics. But there's tons of other amazing sites out there where you can get more layered information. The only thing is you're just getting like what it's called and it's not telling you what any of it means. So sometimes it can be really confusing. So if you're brand new to human design, I highly recommend Jovian Archive just to get the most basic chart. That's so awesome. And this is exactly what you guided myself and the business school students to. And so you go to jovianarchive.com, you enter a few key details about your birth. Can you walk us through what those details are and what we need to have outlined before we go to this site? Yep. So unlike a personality test, which I think a lot of people assume it is, it's based on your date, time, and place of birth. And your time has to be exact because things in your chart can change by the minute. So you're going to want to go to your birth certificate, look at your exact time. If you don't have your birth certificate, call your mom, call your dad. I know people who have actually had to call hospitals to like get their recorded information because it's not on their birth certificate or they don't have it or whatever. So it's crucial that you have the exact time and then the location. So the city that your hospital was in that you were born in. And can you explain a little bit, like, why do we need to have the city of, or why do we have to have the exact location, the exact time? What is so significant about that in regards to making sure that we get the right chart? This is one of my favorite things to talk about, and I could speak for hours on it, but this is kind of the more science behind it. So when you are born, when you physically leave your mother's body, your design is determined by the amount of neutrinos that are kind of blasted towards you in that second, which neutrinos are just this um, these teeny, teeny, tiny particles that we can't see that carry information through everything that they pass through. So they go through the planets, they go through other people, and they're picking up all this information. And then that second that you are born, it imprints all that information on you, which is what makes up your design. And obviously, it's way more layered than that, but for the basic understanding, that's what neutrinos are. And because they are constantly flowing, that's why the time and specific location is so important. This kind of stuff makes me geek out because I think it's so cool. And it is so unique to every person because there is no one just like you born in the exact same location at the exact same time in the exact same hospital. I mean, maybe close, but not the exact same spot. And I think it's just an example of how we all have unique gifts and unique like traits that we bring to the table. And I think this highlights this idea of human design and what it teaches us and highlights even if, what we can do with this. Yeah. Even if you are like a twin and you're born super close to someone, or if there is a baby in the next room being born at the exact same time, there's more science that you can kind of dive into about like this part of your design that actually draws you to what you are passionate about and what you love in this lifetime. So that's like, that's why you feel different than someone else who has the same design and similar gifts as you. You just act on them differently. So it's really cool to dive into those unique differences as well. So when someone enters this information, they get their chart. Can you walk us through 
obviously this is an audio recording. So what is someone going to see when they get their chart um, when they visit this site? So specifically, if you are on jovianarchive.com, and you'll have this information as well on any other site, it just might not be specifically in the same location. So on the Jovian Archive chart, you're going to have some words up at the top that's going to tell you your type, which is really talking about like your energetic aura, how your energy presents you. So when you're around other people, how they feel your energy. And then with that, you have your strategy, which is paired with your type. So everybody that's the same type has the same strategy. And your strategy is like your path to least resistance in the world. If you practice your strategy as often as you can, you're just going to find that your life is just like flowing and you have so much ease that you're inviting in. And then you will also see what is called your not self theme, which is also tied into your type. And your not self theme is like this sign from the universe, the sign that you are feeling this certain thing that's like, ooh, I'm feeling this, so I'm out of alignment. What can I do? How can I use my strategy to get back into alignment with my design? You will also be told what your profile is, and your profile is two numbers. And your profile is essentially like the two sides of your personality. And human design really helps you to lean into both sides of those personalities. And it speaks to kind of just the role that you're here to play on this stage of life that we're all living. And it can talk to like the way that you best teach and the way that you best learn. And then you will also see kind of this crazy chart. Like it looks a little foreign. It, it kind of is. Um, but it's comprised of a bunch of shapes, which are centers. There's triangles and squares and diamonds. And those are your energetic centers. And the centers are like the building blocks of the chart. And they embody or they govern, I should say, um, specific parts of your body, whether it's your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, and they all kind of like run part of, of you. And then there's lines that run in between each centers, each center. And if there's a line that connects two centers or two shapes, that's called a channel. And that is just this gift that you have energetically that easily presents itself for you it just shows up for you consistently but again there's that high and low expression of it and this is where it's like okay you want to get in have a reading to really get into more of what this means and like how it shows up in your life but then if you only have like half of a channel so if half of that line is colored in that's a gate and that is also a gift that can just like inherently express itself in it in your life it's just not connecting the two centers it's just not making that full complete road that's like okay this gift comes from this center and this center, and this is how it shows up in your life. But they're all gifts, and it's beautiful. And then you'll also see some arrows and some numbers with, like, the planet signs and everything. That's way more layered, and I would never suggest anyone to, like, dive into that right away. And I forgot to say, um, you will also see one of the most important things in the top part of it that's going to just be something you read is your authority. And your authority is how you personally are meant to make really big decisions in this lifetime. So whatever you deem is like, this feels like a big decision, you're meant to use your authority to make that decision. And there's, I say there's eight different authorities, there's seven to eight different authorities, depending on who you talk to, but everybody's got one of those. This is, there's so much information packed into a human design chart. And I think it's very helpful the way you explain to take it step by step, as in layers. 
because you can keep this super high level and still have a good understanding of yourself and what you're meant to do. And then as you get comfortable, you can dig in and dive deeper and deeper. But I, like you, I believe that in order for us to be able to comprehend, and just like in a lot of things in life, you have to start from square one, get really comfortable with that and practicing those. And then you can dig in a little bit deeper. So let's start high level with types. There are five different types when you get your human design chart, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Can you walk us through a little bit about those types? Tell us what they are and a little bit about each of them. Yes. So the type that is most common is called a generator. And they're approximately like 36% of the population or so. And generators are people who they just have this aura that feels so good. Like when they're around people, they just, they feel warm and good and supportive to other people. And generators are here to use their energy to do what they love. And I know that sounds so simple. Like, shouldn't we all be doing what we love? But when generators are pouring their energy into what they love, they're actually generating, this is where their name comes from, they're generating more life force energy that the rest of us pick up on. And then we feel excited and inspired to go work on the things that we love. So generators have this strategy to respond. So it's really important that they have the ability to get very, very present in their day-to-day life and focus on like what is physically in front of them and how does their body respond to it? Do they want to go for this thing or is this thing a total turnoff for them? And it's in those moments of like, my body is so turned on by this thing and I want to go for it and I want to pour my energy into it. That's how they find what they love. And then when they pour their energy into that, that's when they're going to feel their self theme or their signature theme of satisfaction, which is like the key sign from the universe that like you are in alignment, you are on track, like keep going. And then of course they have the flip side of that. They're not self theme of frustration where they're feeling maybe like, oh, I'm using all my energy to help other people rather than do what I love. Or I'm feeling burnt out because I'm not using my energy on the things that I love. And then the other thing I should say about generators is that they are one of the two types that are energy beings. So they have a defined sacral, which if you're looking at the chart, it's the second square up from the bottom. It means it's colored in. They have this defined. And this is like our center that generates that life force energy. So what it means is that they wake up every day with a full battery of energy to use, but they're meant to only use it doing the things that they love. I think, see, this is why I think everybody should know what a human design chart is and what theirs is, because you just gave away so much great information so that people can understand themselves. And if you're a generator, know that, you know, you have this energy that you're meant to do what you love. And then you can take these tips that Kristen's sharing in order to tap into that further and maybe even understand where you're out of alignment so that you can get back in alignment. I love all this. Why don't you take us to the next one? Okay. And I also just want to add, like what I'm telling you is just like scratching the surface. Like when you did your reading, you had a pretty decent amount of knowledge about manifestors, but I still feel like we talked about being a manifester for like 20 minutes at least in your session. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it goes a lot deeper. Why don't we talk about manifestors next then? So manifestors are approximately like 10% of the population. They're one of the less 
common of the energy types and they have this aura that's like super impactful. So when people are around them, other people feel like, ooh, like I'm aware of you and like I feel your big presence, but I don't know what's going on with you. And manifestors have this ability to be super impactful and super inspiring by literally every little tiny thing that they say or do, but they have to use their strategy of informing because of the way that their aura works. So people can't get like a read on them. They can feel that they have this big, powerful, impactful, inspiring aura, but they don't know what's going on with them. So manifestors are really meant to like inform, 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 open your mouth and say whatever is going on inside your brain. So that way other people around you know what's going on and then they can be like, oh, okay, now you're not such a mystery and you've kind of included me. So I'm like, now I don't have to be on top of you and trying to control you or micromanage you or whatever. And then that allows the manifester to kind of live in peace, which is their signature theme because they didn't ask to be the super impactful person. They just kind of want to do their own thing on their own time and be left alone to like be peaceful. So if they're informing, then other people kind of leave them alone and then they get to feel peace. And then their not-self theme is anger, which can be like on a spectrum of like that explosive, I'm so angry, I'm raging anger. Or it can be that little like irritated, subtle, like this person won't leave me alone and that's super annoying. Or this person's trying to steal my ideas and that's not fair. So it's like this full range. And manifestors are one of the three types that's a non-energy being. So they don't have that defined sacral center. They don't wake up with a full battery of energy to use every day, but they do get little spurts of energy to use on like urges that they download, which is like a whole nother deep topic we could talk about with manifestors. So if you're a manifester, know that you're going to have these little like spurts of energy and that's calling you to like act on something that's like kind of been circling around in your brain or your mind or your whole body, I guess. Uh. This was so good for me to understand myself because I'm a manifester. I a lot of times have people who will, and I love this about myself. I'm like a connector almost where people will come to me. They'll say, hey, I have this idea. I feel like you can help me with this or you'll know somebody who does. And I'm like, you're right. I do know somebody who can help you with that. Or I'll just like, as our example, when I was posting an Instagram story about when I first came across human design and you were like, oh my gosh. And it's that, that gift of informing and then magnetizing the right people to the team or to the concept or to the cause. And that's the gift that manifestors have. And I didn't always understand that, but the more I dig into it, the more I'm like, this is giving me clues for how to live a better life, be more impactful, work within my skills and strengths going forward. But it feels foreign to a manifestor to be like, I'm just going to spurt out everything that's going on in my brain. So that way, like you feel included and I'm like attracting the right energy, the right people, the right opportunities. It feels super foreign to them. So it's definitely a practice for sure to inform. For sure. sure. (laughs) All right. Take us into another type. type Okay. So then there's one of the four types that's actually a hybrid of two other, or one of the five types. That's a hybrid of um, two types. So there's the manifesting generator who's a hybrid of the generator and the manifester. And so they essentially, when you're looking at your chart, they have a lot of similar qualities to the generator. So they're still here to use their energy doing what they love. They're also a sacral being, that that energy being, they wake up with that full battery of energy to use on doing what they love. 
they still have a strategy of to respond. So they still need to be very present and use their energy only on like those yes things. But because they also have this manifesting energy and looking at your chart, um, when you go into a reading, whoever is doing your reading will tell you like, you know, you have more manifesting energy or you have more generating energy. And there's obviously pieces to that. But because they have manifesting energy as well, they kind of have this like go, go, go mentality of like, I'm really into this and I'm going to work on this for a while. And then like, okay, I'm not into that anymore. I'm going to move on to this thing. So they're like super fast moving, high paced kind of people that can just like switch focus super quickly and maybe they come back to it or maybe they don't. But it's like their strategy of responding, that's what they want to like pour their energy into those things. But then if they feel like I don't want to pour my energy into this thing anymore, then it's really important for them to use the manifester strategy to inform about like, hey, I'm not into this anymore. I'm moving on to this next thing and kind of keep people in the loop because it's like you're affecting us. And the fact that like when you pour your energy into something you love, we feel it and it inspires us. We also are a part manifestors. So like we can feel your big presence, but we still can't read you. So let us know what's going on. So you don't give us whiplash. Oh, I think that's such an interesting pairing. And one of my mentors is a manifesting generator. And as you were explaining some of those aspects and how they kind of cross over one another, I'm like, yes, this is totally the person I follow and I can see it in her. And it's very exciting and it lights me up. And I think that's one of the things that I take away from her as the manifesting generator. It's one of my favorite parts of human design is like, knowing someone or meeting someone and like getting to know them being like oh I bet you're a man gem or a generator or whatever and then finding it out and like yeah like you're so aligned this is so cool I think yeah and even like talking about generators like there's people in my life who like I mean in my personal life that I think oh yes they have these trademarks and they do make me feel warm and lit up and they do lean into the things that they love so you can kind of start saying oh yes I think I know who this applies to. I can spot a manifester from forever away. I always am like, yeah, you're a manifester. And then I'm usually right. (laughs) All right. Take us into the fourth type that we might encounter. Okay. Let's talk about projectors. So projectors are approximately 23% of the population. And they're actually... Of the five types, they're the one that's kind of growing the most in a number of them. And this type is so cool. Um, They are here to be guides in this world because their aura works in this really unique way. When they're around other people, their energy kind of goes into the energy of whoever they're with and it sees them so clearly. Like it can cut past their conditioning and be like, these are your gifts. This is how you need to be supported. This is how you need to be helped. And it's so obvious to the projector. And so then they're they're gaining wisdom off of that. And they're meant to use that wisdom to be a guide. But their strategy is to wait for the invitation. Because of the way that their aura works and like going into the energy of another person, that person might not want to hear what the projector is seeing. So the projector has to wait for an invitation from somebody else to share their wisdom. And we can get really deep talking about that because like projectors, you don't have to wait for someone to be like, hey, tell me what you know about me. Like, what do you think my gifts are? Like, there's a lot of like energetics when you're around somebody that you love and that loves you for exactly who you are. 
obviously you can share your wisdom with them. If you're seeing like a project or a system that you're like, gosh, we could, if we just did this, we could tweak it. Like you don't have to wait for someone to come to you and be like, I know you've got a lot of like knowledge around this. Like tell us how to make this better. It's kind of about knowing when it's energetically received, being very present and like knowing when there's signs coming in, like from the universe, God, spirit, whatever you want to say, and being able to read those signs. And then also like pouring into yourself and working on your self-love so that you're like, these are my gifts and these are what I'm good at. And like when an invitation arrives, I know I'm going to jump on that or I know what it looks like. And this is how I want to use my wisdom. So there is like, so many more layers of that for a projector, but that's the basics of it. And then their self-theme is success. So when they are being recognized, whether that's like they're recognizing their self, they're loving themselves, or other people are recognizing them for their wisdom, they feel successful in their life. It's not about like, I'm high on the corporate ladder and I'm doing all these amazing things and making all this money, but that feeling of success with how they're using their gifts and their wisdom. Hmm. This is so good. And we could talk about this literally forever. And I just want to remind everybody who's listening, if you are intrigued by this at all, go to the jovianarchive.com site, get your chart. And then Kristen does do one-on-one reading. So you can dig in a little bit further to your unique human design chart. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to know, then go to that website, book a session with Kristen. That's just my mid-discussion plug because I'm like, everybody needs this. So just want to remind you that it's out there. (laughs) All right. What's the last kind, Kristen? Yes. The last of the five types are reflectors. And this is what I am. And reflectors are only approximately 1% of the population. So we're really rare. And when you look at our body graph, you look at our human design chart, all nine of our centers are white or undefined. So we don't have any defined centers. So what that means is essentially when we're around other people, we're picking up the energy from their definition and their chart, and we're taking it in, trying it on like it's our own, and then we're amplifying it back out. And when we do that, we're essentially being a mirror for the person that we're with or the group that we're in or the community that we're a part of. We're mirroring that energy back to them so that everyone else can get a sense of like what is healthy or not in this moment. And so the reflector also has a lot of ability to feel what's healthy for me in this moment right now. So it's never about judgment. It's just this great discernment of like, this is a really healthy system. And I know that because I'm invited to be a part of it. And I feel good when I'm there and other people feel good when they're participating in it. And so when I'm taking on this energy, I'm showing everyone else how amazing it is versus when I go somewhere and I'm feeling really sick or run down, that's either not healthy for me or the group or system or environment that I'm in is really unhealthy and needs to tweak. And there's so much more I could say about reflectors, but please, if you are a reflector, come find me (laughs) because I want to (laughs) talk. This is so cool. And So then does it take you back to when you found out that you were a reflector, like you shared with us in the beginning? Now are you just like, oh, this is throughout my life. Now you can pinpoint certain moments or certain forks in the road where you were like, this was my reflector type coming through. Yes. So there's a couple things that were huge to me. One is that all reflectors have the same authority and it's very similar to our strategy, which is to wait a lunar cycle. 
So for us to make big decisions, you're meant to wait at least 28 days from when the big decision was presented so that you can feel the clarity in your body. And then it gets way deeper because reflectors are the only of the five types that are lunar beings. The other four types are solar beings. They're more connected to the sun. So in that 28-day lunar cycle, the moon is illuminating all the 64 gates that are in the human design body graph. And so essentially in that 28 days, we are actually going to have felt what it feels like to have all of the eight different authorities. And we'll just have this like crystal clear knowing in our body of like, yes, I meant to do this or no, I'm not. So I remember like growing up in school at home, like whatever it was, a decision would be presented and it's like, make it right now. And I learned how to do that from like a mental standpoint of like, okay, I'm going to make a pros or cons list. But it was finding human design that I was like, yes, I always wanted more time because I always found myself like changing my mind after I committed to a decision. Like two weeks later, it didn't feel right anymore. Or two weeks later, it felt like, gosh, why didn't I say yes to that? So that was one of like the huge things. And then the other thing was really learning about my aura because my aura is sampling. When I'm around other people, I take their energy on and feel it for my own. And I remember like always wanting to spend time with different people. It never felt good to me to like always be within the same group of people. And I was very conditioned, like being in a small town, like kind of conditioned to be like, these are your people. This is who you stick with. And so I was always like, why am I so weird? Why can't I just like find my group of people, just hang out with them? And that's good. When I learned human design, it was like, this is how your energy works. You're meant to be out there around different people, reflecting back to them, like what's working, what's not, what's healthy, what's not. So that was probably the biggest thing for me to be like, you are meant to be this way. And it's a gift. That's so cool. So I have a question to follow up with that. As you were kind of, as you have talked to a bunch of people, and like you said, like been a part of various groups, did you find that maybe this is me just like reading into it, but because you are projecting, like you're kind of reflecting back and you're amplifying some of those energetic feelings, did you find that people were drawn to you for like advice or to like just share their feelings? Is that something that is also present? for someone of your type? Okay, so actually, there's a gate specifically in human design that's the gate of the listener. Oh. And it's actually my, we're going deep here. It's my conscious <laughs> sun gate, which means like, that's what other people want from me is to like, for me to listen to them, to hear what they have to say, to hear their stories. And so for me personally, as a reflector, yes, people are always finding me. Weddings is a huge one. People I don't know at weddings, they'll come up to me and like tell me their whole life story or like being in the line <laughs> at a grocery store. The person behind me is like telling me how their day is going and I didn't even do more than say hi to them. So like, yes, for me personally, but that's really a lot about that specific gift. But something very specific about reflectors is they have this protective part of their aura that when we're around other people, we're protected from like taking on their conditioning. So what I've noticed is people that are healthy for me or meant for me or people that are like in this healthy group or collective or society, whatever you want to call it, I feel connected to them instantly. And it's almost always reciprocated versus somebody who maybe isn't so healthy for me or isn't a part of a group that's doing so great in the world right now. There's just like this energetic wall of like, mm, nope get away from them. 
And it it's not, it doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean anything like that, but it's just kind of a sign of like, that's what I'm reflecting back. Is that like, oh, maybe we could make some tweaks here or whatever. So there's a lot of um, deconditioning that I have to do on myself to be like, I'm not judging. There's no badness. It just is neutral. It just is. So things like that. So to very deeply answer your question there. I love it. I think this is so much fun. So we've talked about the different types. Obviously, like we have said throughout, there's a lot more you can learn about your specific chart should you choose to go deeper. But can we just talk about why it's important to know this about yourself through the lens of being a business owner? Because a lot of the people who are listening right now, they are either thinking about starting a business, maybe they're in the early stages, or maybe they operate a whole team. So why is it important for business owners and entrepreneurs specifically to have this idea of what their chart reads? Sorry, I was going to continue going, but I feel like that's the question. Why is it important for entrepreneurs and business owners to know this about themselves? So I think the number one thing is awareness. When you have awareness of how your energy works, you then aren't trying to like change yourself to fit a certain mold. And you understand like, I'm doing these things because it comes natural to me and that doesn't necessarily come natural to me. So having awareness of your own gifts and then being so confident in yourself to say, this is what I bring to the table for my business. This is what I need to outsource or hire or whatever else you want to call it. But then if you are a business owner who also has employees, you're aware of your own energy and how it works. You know how to support yourself but you also then can be aware of how all of your employees' energy works and the gifts that they have and like what's going to come naturally to them, how they learn best, how they work best, what environment's most supportive for them, like how rituals and routines can support them. Like human design gets so layered, but it's all about acceptance of self and the other. And when you really dive into that, like I said before, there's high and low expressions of every gift. So if you have awareness and you're really struggling with something, you can take a look at your chart and be like, ooh, that's where, you know, the lowest expression of this channel or center or gate is showing up and I can work to be better versus, you know, this is something I'm just not meant to be good at in this lifetime. And I frame that question from the lens of a business owner, but if you are part of a team, if you are, whether it's a small corporation or small company, small business or a larger corporation, you know, this can help you interact with coworkers, your boss. And like you said, just that understanding of who you are and what you bring to the table so that you are showing up in your best self and really getting like, I was going to say, get credit where credit's due. I don't know if that's the right phrase to say or not, but really working in your zone of genius mm -hmm. and like giving yourself the credit for that. I know that in our discussion last time too, we talked about how parents can really be benefited by knowing these design types and the details involved about their children. Do you want to touch on that a little bit as well? Yes. So this is something I am super passionate about. And human design was actually channeled to be used for the children of the world so that they are so confident in their own energy and gifts that they carry that forward into adulthood. And then their children are then taught their designs. And we just have this beautiful society where we're all accepting ourselves and each other. I think the number one important thing that you can do for your kid is really know your own design first and then know that their design is different than yours. So how you work 
is not going to be how they work. Maybe there's similarities in certain parts, but really understanding and honoring that they're different. Their energy shows up differently. They're going to make big decisions differently. They're going to have certain parts of their body graph where centers are defined and yours are undefined. So they're going to have consistent energy to do certain things and you're not. And so I think really learning yourself first and then diving into your children's chart. And what's so fun about children is that like they come into this world not being conditioned yet, right? Like they haven't lived in society for very long. So they're actually pretty aware of their own gifts and how they want to make decisions and what diet is best for them and what learning environment is best for them. So with a kid's chart, we can go really deep right away because some of those little layered things are like most supportive to them. So it's super fun to watch them be nourished from like baby up based on their human design. An example I can give of that, um, my best friend's little sister had a baby and she was struggling to feed. And my best friend was telling me about this and I was like, give me your birth information. I'll look up what her diet and human design is. So we did. I told her about it and it was like night and day difference. And now her mom is like so hooked on human design. Like, yep, this is this is so legit. This is so real. Like it helped my baby feed. That is so cool. I did not know that. That's really neat. Yeah. So that's some of the things like some of the sites that you go to, it might tell you what your diet is, but it's just going to give you like one word and one sentence. And then it can be really hard to find information on that. It's just one of the more layered things of like, know your type and strategy and authority and even your profile first and then practice those and then start like diving into the rest. Oh, cool. Um, something that I have been putting into practice since I had my individual reading as a manifester, my strategy is to inform as we have talked about. And then like my not self energies might be like to show up with anger or resentment. And so like any parent I'm sure can relate if the kids are like doing things like not listening. So yesterday it was, I gave him an hour to unload the dishwasher. And what do you know? It took until the last two minutes of the hour. And then they went and started unloading the dishes. And I was like, you guys, this is not. And I was, I kind of lost it because I had been like giving them kind reminders. And then I went to more stern. And then by the minute 58, I was like, that's it. And I like lost it a little bit. And then I stepped away for a few minutes and I was like, oh man. And so I came back into the kitchen and I said, you guys, I'm really sorry. I lost my cool. Here's why I wasn't patient with you. Here's what we can do next time. And then we were all like, okay. And I was like, I I apologize. They were like, I understand we weren't listening. And then we were all good. And I was like, okay, this is a reason to like, and it wasn't necessarily that I kept my cool, obviously. But I knew about myself, like the things that were bubbling up that weren't me. And then I had a tool in my toolkit for how to resolve that. And I think that's one of the big takeaways that I've had from our one-on-one session. Yes, I love that. And honestly, even though you're, we've never talked about what types your kids are, but they're likely not manifestors, but even you practicing like your type and your strategy and your authority it's going to give them like the confidence to do that themselves too. Oh, this is so fun. Um, Okay, so tell us, we're getting close on time. So tell us a little bit about where you're going to go with this as a business. What are you looking to do with human design and being a human design coach? And tell us a little bit more about what your vision is with that. 
So when I started this whole journey, it was just like, put it on Instagram. I want to do one-on-one sessions. And that's really where the bulk of everything I've been doing is lately. And I love it. And I will always continue to do one-on-ones because they are amazing. But I've had a lot of requests for support with children. And people are like, I'm not ready to commit to like, you know, a full one-on-one session. They're a little bit more expensive. I'm not ready for that with my kid. So I am actually working right now to create like a PDF that you can just purchase and download that's going to talk about your child's type, authority, different parts of those super layered things that can be really supportive to them. Obviously, you're not going to be able to like ask all the questions or whatever, but it's going to give you a lot of good information on how to support them. And something else that I've just been feeling so called to do, and honestly, something that I think I'm most excited about is this opportunity to help small businesses, whether it's like you are the only member, the only employee of your small business, and you really want to dive into your chart and learn your gifts. So you know how to show up best for your business. That's amazing. Or if you have a small team and you want to know how you can all work together, or even if you just want to know, like, you know, I don't even know if my employees are into this, but here's all their information. Tell me how to support them. That's something that I really want to get into as as well. So I'm working on creating something for that as well. But I really think it's just going to be something that's super unique to every business that I get to work with, depending on their size and what types they have and what they do. So to be determined on that. I think that there's just so many different ways that you can go. I mean, you're talking about dealing with people and as parents and in family relationships or in businesses, like people are working with people and knowing what makes each other tick and what makes each other thrive, like nothing but good can come from that when you dig a little deeper. And I think that the way you're modeling your business to have the opportunity to serve both of these groups is going to be so fantastic. I'm super excited to hear how you grow and the businesses and the families that you help along the way. I can't wait to watch it all unfold. So with that being said, where can people follow you online, Kristen? Right now, I am just on Instagram. I'm hoping to create a website soon. But right now, Instagram, it's authentically underscore limitless. And that is where you'll find me. I'm also currently um, setting up like a booking platform. So right now, you can just reach out, um, message me or Molly, you can put my email in the show notes as well. And they can reach out via email too. But it is a growing space. Wonderful. We'll make sure that that's in the show notes and on social media. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, we'll make it super easy to do so. Awesome. So we always end with a few questions that I call the small talk round and just kind of talking off the cuff about like things that pop into my head. You ready for this? Okay. Question number one, Kristen, what is your go-to snack? I want to say chocolate. Does that count as a snack? (laughs) Dark chocolate. My favorite. Like the higher the percentage, the better. Like dove chocolate or is it just like any kind of dark chocolate? Like the, usually I go for like the organic pure dark chocolate. I know most people think it's super bitter and gross, but I love it. (laughs) I think it's one of those things too. Maybe this is like, I don't know. As a kid, it was all about the milk chocolate, like sweetness. And then as I've gotten older, I have leaned towards the dark chocolate side too. I mean, part of the dark side. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, question number two. You indicated that you are also a yoga instructor. How did you get into that realm? Yoga actually came before human design. So I had a one of my very good friends was a yoga instructor, and she introduced me to a program that was kettlebells, but then it supplemented with yoga as well. They didn't work together. It was like one day you do kettlebells, the other day you do yoga. Um, and I loved it. I loved kettlebells. I loved yoga. And it was one of those things that was kind of like human design where I was like, I just want to teach this. Like I live in a really small community that has nothing to offer for fitness. And yoga is so powerful for like your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body. Like I want to bring this to my community. So that's where I got started with that. And it's been, it's been pretty cool. The different things that I've done with yoga. It's actually what I do as a full-time job right now too. So that's so cool. All right. Question number three, we're keeping these questions tight. When it's time for you to kind of like unplug, unwind, relax, what can we find you doing? Reading romantic or rom-com fiction. My favorite. <laughs> Do you have any authors that you recommend? Yes. Um, Catherine Center is amazing. I don't know if I would really call her like rom-com, but it's just like she hits you in the feels. And then Christina Lauren, it's actually a pen name for two best friends that write together. Um, their books are the cutest, sweetest, funniest, like, you know exactly what's going to happen, but you love it anyway. They're my favorite. Oh, I love those, especially for a summertime read. I feel like romance is where I'm going to this summer. And I can um, connect to human design in so many ways, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> We'll probably have to have you back at some point for more. Please do. I would be so honored. Um, okay, last question. What podcasts or books do you read on the regular, I guess, podcasts do you listen to or books do you read for more of the personal and professional development side? Are there any that you recommend specific to human design or just in general? So for human design specifically, the Day Luna podcast is amazing. Like so amazing. Um, I've done a few trainings on human design, but the day Luna human design training that I took, I actually did their like in-person one, um, in Costa Rica earlier this year, it was in January. That was the one that was like, okay, you have all the knowledge and tools and understanding that you need to like give this to other people. They make it so understandable. I love them so much. They're two, two, four projectors. Um, and then my other podcast that I absolutely love and adore is called The Psychic Scoop. Her social media name is Spirit Sis. She's actually somebody that I met through Day Luna, but she kind of takes all these like spiritual woo-woo topics and just breaks them down so that they're like super understandable and you can relate them to your life. And I love sharing her episodes with people to help them like understand what they're going through. This sounds amazing. I can't wait to add those to my rotation. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I can't believe it's been an hour. I so appreciate you sharing all of your gifts with us today. And one more time, can you remind our listeners where they can find you online? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. My business name is Authentically Limitless and my handle is authentically underscore limitless. You're the best. Thank you so much, not only for this hour, but for everything that you've 
taught me about myself. And this is just the beginning. I'm so excited to see where this goes in the future. So Kristen, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was great. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded. <laughs>